STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. You know you need unique New York. Yeah, that's good enough. Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to STC pod number 165. I'm your co-host, Miles, from Flock of Nerds, and I'm joined by your co-host, Travis. Hello, everybody. I can't match that hello. I wouldn't even try it. But hello, everybody. This is Travis from the Polykill Podcast. Me and my co-host, Jake, talk about all the games that we're playing, uh, our backlogs and so forth, and, and the, the troubles that life gives us in, in overcoming those. So so that's what my podcast is all about. You can find it on Spotify now. I'm on Spotify, Miles. Oh, my it? God. You made it the big times. I know. We can quit now. We can retire with their house on the ranch and just play video games and uh, own horses or whatever people do. I don't fucking know. But we'll do that. And... Uh, of course, we're here today because uh, the fellas, uh, Joe, and, Joe and Bill from STC Pod, um, they, do, they have this annual trip they do every year. They go down to the Florida Everglades, and they call it a knuckling trip or a noodling trip or something. They're down there fingering stuff. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe I'm, yeah. did, did I misread the email? I don't know. I think that's what they're up to. I think I saw a, a similar trip in a movie starring Burt Reynolds and Ned Beatty. Yeah, 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 exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> down there, swamp fingering, I think they call it. I don't really know. But, um, we, you know, every year they do this, and uh, we, we were excited to, to take their place for a whole week. Yeah, I, you know, this has been going on for this is the first year. And uh, hopefully <laughs> we do a pretty good job so that they invite us back next time. But, yes. uh, but STC Pod, what an honor. This is a really, this is episode 165. Yeah, that's crazy, and I actually didn't realize it was called STC Pod. I thought it was FTB Pod for Fail to Begin. It feels like it never really gets going, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of preemptive stuff, and then you don't hear an intro, and then Tiffany. It, but so- sometimes intro. There's there's episodes where there's intro. Yeah, if Bill really really gets it at a Joe, but in typical STC fashion, uh, you know, I'm sitting here at the computer at start time, and uh, where's Travis? Where's Travis? You know, know. You, you know, I I woke up and I was having I have a bad hair. I don't have a lot of hair anymore, but the stuff I do have just does not behave. And I was said I said to myself, "Yo, I got to get the shower. I got to condition this stuff. I got to put a little conditioner in there. And get get this going. Not that I'm going to be seen, but I just feel better about myself when I have nice, smooth hair. So I got in the shower, and when I was in there, I started doing my my Bill impression, and I got carried away with it. You know, I, I was singing holiday songs as Bill, scrubbing and lathering down as Bill, sudsing up as Bill. And uh, before I knew it, it was it was time to record, and I had to I had to slap on my Mario pajamas and run down the steps real fast, and uh, and hop on here. I apologize. Speaking of which, uh, can you do a Bill and a Joe impression? Uh, can you riff one? Maybe, yeah. I can, uh, you know, okay, okay. Do your Bill, <laughs> and then I'll do my Bill, and we'll see who's better. Okay, um, you know. Joe, I don't know why you're cranky. I, you know, we got we got here on time, and I was I was out there. I was shoveling snow. I had my snow blower, and I, I was out there. I was in the driveway shoveling snow, and the snow was getting all over me. And I realized I'm gonna go get my snow blower. I put some gas in it, started pulling it. A few pulls didn't start. I was freak I was freaking out, Joe. So then I went inside. I got my gloves. I really got into it, and I decided, you know what? Forget snow blowing. I'm just gonna yank all the teeth out of my children. 
That was, was that pretty good. Was yeah, was I, was, I was trying to summon a burp during all of that, but I couldn't uh, do it. I don't know yeah. how he does it. He's a he's a magician. Uh, so okay, here's here's my bill, my bill doing Joe. Oh wow, okay, okay. <clears throat> oh, I uh, can't. What? <laughs> <laughs> second. One second. <laughs> Oh, I'm Joe. I don't know if I... Uh, I can't do this. This sucks. I can't do an impression off against Travis, the king of impressions. Actually like, you sounded like Joe trying to be Santa Claus, and I think that was fun. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's Joe, funny. Joe, it's... I'm Joe. That's what it kind of sounded like to yeah, me. I'm, I'm, it was on, on point for sure, yeah. Um, but before we get too deep into the episode, maybe, uh, Travis, you want to tell us what happened last week on SCC Pod? Sure. Um, Previously on STC, Joe has an argument with Siri and loses. Bill makes fun of Joe for everything, including that Siri bit. Bill also asks Joe a bunch of questions that Joe reluctantly tries to answer. Joe gets some of them right. Bill makes fun of Joe for the ones he doesn't. Tiffany. <laughs> that pretty much, uh, pretty much summarized that episode. Good yeah. job. It Considering we haven't heard it yet. Yeah, it was one of my favorites, I gotta say. 166 is a good one. That's the number, that'd be the right number, right? It would be 164. Ah, shit. Okay, 164. <laughs> Solid episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I love SEC Pod. It's a huge honor. One of the things that I love that they always talk about is uh, just like how their work week went. Just things happening in their life. It doesn't always have to be about video games, Travis. I, that's true, and you know I'm somewhat of a newcomer to the STC pod. I I don't know what they do. Do they make that clear? Yeah, yeah. They they do. Uh, what you do this week? What you doing? What's the word? But and what do they <laughs> do to earn money? Oh, uh, nobody knows. That's life's okay, greatest that's, mystery of okay, all the mysteries. Was, okay, I was curious. I was like, do I have to go through all 160 whatever episodes to figure out what these guys do for money? Yeah, you gotta. It's like you gotta be a little Sherlock on mm. here. You gotta, you gotta get all the facts, and it's a giant logic puzzle. It's the yeah. biggest adventure game. Okay, I'll just add them on LinkedIn. You know, then get the get to the bottom of this. <laughs> get the deets. Uh, personally, Travis, I'm going to switch gears here, and I got to mm. tell you that I've had an ordeal with Best Buy recently. Oh no, uh, Catherine and I. We decided uh, to forego the Christmas presents this year and instead both put our money towards a giant new TV. We got this Xbox One X and I want to see how good Cuphead could look. So we got this Samsung 4K QLED TV and uh, we ordered it. They said that they would deliver it during the day on a Tuesday. Why do they do these things? They know people work. I know, right? Only deliver at night. I know. With drones. Exactly. Drone our TV over. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Catherine takes a day off work to wait for this TV, and it never shows up. And they say, you know what? Uh, We didn't have your buzzer number to the apartment. We're like, fair. Uh, They reschedule for Monday. Monday, TV never shows up. Wait, so it went from Tuesday? Wait, which day did it start on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesday, the next week, Monday. What? Yeah, that was the next delivery date because they said they needed two drivers to carry the TV. Oh my gosh. So then next week, Monday, we both take the day off. No TV shows up. They moved to the Tuesday. We took the day off work. 
no TV shows up. What? Then we call Purolator, which is like our, I guess. Do you have Purolator in the States? It's like a FedEx or... Oh, I thought it was like a brand of dildo. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we call this a dildo company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. So we call Purolator and speak to their manager. And he is like, uh, what we could do is have it shipped to this other place. And you can come pick it up. And we're like, sure. But that place is like 30 minutes away. And and we don't drive. So it would be it would be really awkward, but you know we're we're like we want this TV. It's been forever now. So they're like we'll go and get it, like on a bus or like on a train. Ah, we we're probably gonna take an Uber or something. Oh, like an Uber, like uh, one of the bigger ones that you can just slap a TV in the back of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so that was the plan, but we go since we had the day off, we go uh, for a bite to eat, and then we come home um, before we order the Uber, and we come home. We notice there's a message from Pure Later. That they tried to deliver when we went out to eat. Motherfuckers. Can you believe this? They were going to send us half an hour away <laughs> to pick up a TV that wasn't even there. It was, it was all a diversion. They are like, send them out of the house. We'll bring it by. We don't actually have a TV. All we have is a stack of letters that say we'll be back later with the TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have no idea. We spoke to a manager. It wasn't like just some random person. I don't know. I don't so, know what's going on with these people. Are you telling me that this story doesn't end with you having a TV? So then we uh, call the manager again. We're like, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? You're going to send us away. And he's like, listen, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> listen, and you listen clear. <laughs> we, none of us know what we're doing here. <laughs> we woke up. This is a goddamn dildo factory. <laughs> They're like, do you need a dildo? Uh, so <laughs> we went, so we said, okay, deliver it to the, this close post office near us and we'll go pick it up tomorrow. So we got our TV um, the, the Friday, on Friday, after a full week of waiting for the TV. Or, or maybe two weeks, if I'm, if I'm doing yeah, that. Yeah, two weeks, really. Yeah, yeah it, two weeks and one week where we were really upset about it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's crazy. Is there was, any, can you get a refund or anything or just a note or something? I don't know. A, like, cause it, it was the issue with the shipping company. It wasn't an issue with Best Buy. Right. But I know, you know, from listening to STC Pod, I know that no matter what, Bill will cause a stink if yeah. uh, a disc is loose inside a PS4 box or whatever. <laughs> like, he'll, you know, uh, contact the local newspaper <laughs> right he, he has an ability to find the right phone number for the right people responsible for every nuance in in the manufacturing process so you I mean you might be able to to find a number somewhere just maybe we could just get bill to do it for us yeah maybe maybe he could either call for us because he seems to be a professional at that or he could at least give us some tips and tricks that's he's right the, he's the ign of complaining that yeah good good point yeah well, I mean, you had to deal with all that. That really stinks. It does, but you know what? We got the TV now, and it works fine, and it's beautiful, and uh, everything looks great on it. So even even the Cuphead. Oh, especially the Cuphead. Oh my God, that game is good. I, love I thought it. that game is going to be amazing, and instead, it's just like one of the. It's the best running gun I think I've ever played in my life. 
It's it's very true, and it's a it's an abusive relationship. I keep coming back, and it keeps kicking my ass, and I keep loving it, and I keep coming back to it, and it keeps, you know, giving me a black eye, and I'll walk away and say, "I do love you," and I'll come back and play it some more. <laughs> Are it's you current? You're currently playing it right now. Uh, <laughs> no, right now I'm talking to you on Skype. But yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I've been poking around with it. I, I hit I hit a level where it's just going to be hard for me to make a lot of progress at a time. So I'm I'm like the third island, I think. Oh, okay. It's, it's, Did it's you hard. play every boss fight in the second island? Yeah. 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 Because I found this skip. Like, you what? can just skip it. What? Yeah, I know. You can walk behind this mountain and go straight to the third island. Oh. Which I is weird. Yeah. When I figured that out, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's kind of interesting. But I love this game, so I'm still going to want to play all of it. But Right, right. Uh, I'm currently on the second island right now, and it, it, it kicks my butt. So I've died w- well over 400 times wow. on the second yeah. island. But it's crazy, though. You keep coming back to it, right? Yeah. You, that's what I was telling because Catherine was like, oh, boy. Like, it is really kicking your, your ass. Are you okay, Miles? <laughs> and... I, I was playing it. I was like, yeah, I don't care. I could keep losing. The game still looks beautiful. I can't get enough of the sound that Cuphead's fingers make when he shoots. Like, this is, everything about this game is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's solid. I, I mean, literally everything about it. So that's a good point. So I'm mean, glad you're enjoying it, man. You got the new TV. You got the Cuphead. That's great. Yeah, man. Things are good. Life is good. How about you? I heard that your game room wasn't very organized. It is in disarray currently, yes. It looks like, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Circuit City up there in the, in the greater Toronto area, but it looks like, like a Radio City. Shack? Sort of. It's like a Radio Shack Best Buy hybrid, or was, okay. let's say. It looks like the remnants of that, like the last one in 1997 that's been ransacked. You know, maybe like a post-Katrina Circuit City. Like, it's just <laughs> wires and cables and, like, you know, old boats and shit in there. And, uh... Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I was having some issues with space, and I needed to make the game room a little more for me. I had always developed the game room as a way to, you know, I'd have friends over and all this other stuff. And I had, you know, it for if if fifteen people came over, it was a fun room. But with just me in there, it was just kind of sad, lonely, bulky, and not really great for one person. So I'm I'm sort of making it a little more uh, for me, and uh, but still able to have folks over. So. That's sort of where I'm at. What makes it more for you? And, and like, because you have a lot of space, I guess you're filling in the space to make it feel more comfy. Or are you yeah, just put, setting up mannequins or what do you, man- you do? A lot of, lot of mannequins, of course. No, uh, I'd had like several almost stations. So I had a lot of repetition in the room. Like here's a station that has a, a GameCube, a PS1, a PS2, and, and and an Xbox. And this station has that too. And then, you know, if so if people came over, more than one system could be played on more than one TV. But now I'm sort of consolidating a lot of that and getting rid of some of the excess and saying this is my station and then this i can put shelves here for storing some more games or stuff and decluttering a lot of the room so um that's sort of where where i'm at and and fixing the seating some too i had some seating in there that just didn't match the room so wow it sounds like you're really living the life i'm living the life also i built an entertainment center for this setup who are you gordon gecko geez right you know and i don't fancy myself life is good huh a little high bit. roller baller serious bought some, bought some wood in my pickup truck this is a this is a this is a southern american kind of thing right got my pickup truck took it down to the home depot told the fella the exact wood that i wanted and he handed it to me and i didn't know if it was right and i was like this is just what the internet said i'm not a carpenter i don't carpent 
you know? Mm-hmm. So I got all these these wood bits and started screwing and nailing, and uh, before you knew it, I had something that was sturdy enough to put shit on, and uh, I brought it in the house. So it was uh, it was fun. Spent a couple, you know, maybe a whole week on it, but it was it was fun. What kind of wood did you get? What kind of wood did the man hand you? Uh, tree wood. Yeah. Um, oh, that's that's solid wood. Yeah, that's, a, that's my favorite. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, I think there was a pine and uh, mm. maybe just a standard. Perfect for reg- Christmas. I would just call it regular wood. It come from a regular tree. You know, I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know anything about wood. I, it's it's amazing that I made anything. Is what I'm getting at. You just put a couple nails in there. Boom. Yeah, and you my friends would come over and they look at it and they sort of sort of stare at it for a bit and they kind of tilt their head that way it looks even to them and they're like, "This ain't bad." You know, this is this is fine. Is the room uneven? They're like, "No, it's just okay." Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Are we in a Escher painting right now? What's going yeah. on? Did did Hunter S. Thompson make this one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those are our true life stories, and you can see why we don't normally share those on our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're riveting. Come on, Travis. Time to get serious. Oh, are you, are you ready? Yeah. Because I got some trivia for you. Now, Travis, you claim to be an expert in the American football. Oh, my God. I've heard it in your podcast. I keep hearing that you had a website about the American footballs. Wow. Let me go ahead and Google American football here. Don't because my first Google search was the trivia questions. Oh, (laughs) don't Google it. All right. So I got some trivia questions about American football. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Question number one. Mm. What Native American language was Super Bowl 30 the first to be broadcast in? Really? I didn't I I didn't know that. That happened. Um, Travis Terry, an expert in American uh, football, is about to answer this question. Okay, well let me think. Let me think about it. So you got the Sioux, and you got the Cherokee, and you got the Navajo, and countless others that I don't remember. Uh, if I had to guess, I would think the it's either between the Navajo or the Cherokee. You know, it's a, there's there's big big populations there. Why would you Why would you broadcast it in a niche Native American language? No offense to those folks, but hey. Got to, you know, got to be some numbers involved here. We got to get, we're, we're doing it for ratings, right? That's why we're doing it. We're the American, we're the National Football League. We only care about money and Bud Light. Um, I'm going to say Navajo. I don't know. What, what is it? What's the answer? Final, final answer is Navajo. I, 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 you know, mm, you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 16th Native American, but I still don't speak it. So, yes, Navajo. Navajo is correct. What? That's crazy. So far, actually. you're an expert in American football. That was nothing I knew. That was that was a bold guess. So this one is about the Hall of Fame. Oh, how many years must a player be retired to be eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Man, I would I would guess ten. I don't know if that's accurate, but ten ten sounds right. Is it ten? The answer is not ten. Oh, it is no. five. Really? Just five whole years? Just five years, and you get to, you know, I've been out of football for well over that and still have not made the Hall of Fame. I don't know what it is. Maybe. You have to send in the mailer. Did you send in the mailer? Oh, that was it. That was the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pure later will take care of that for you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Travis, 
what mm. were NFL players required to wear in games for the first time in 1943? I mean, it could be the jock strap, you know. It could be, you know, protect this area. This is important. Uh, we're we're coming off the war, and we like to repopulate a little bit of the population. Um, that, oh, maybe, that makes a lot of sense. You're yeah, really putting this stuff together, man. Um, it could be that. My gut tells me it's probably a face mask. Um, so I'm going to go with face mask. Face mask? Do people in American football wear face masks? Like Halloween? Like what type of face mask? Oh, just like the bars across oh, the helmet. Oh, just the bars. Not like Ronald Reagan yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. Not like <laughs> Casey Jones. Like, <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, no, it's helmets. So oh, you're kind of right. Helmet. Yeah. Okay. Kind of right. And Fine. remember those helmets they used to wear? They just look like uh, leather straps on their head. Right. They just that was cellophane. silly. What, what were they thinking? <laughs> yeah, just like a burlap sack that they cut holes in. You know, <laughs> all... all right. Last two questions. Oh, and these ones are tough because oh, I was boy. just I was throwing you softballs, yeah, which is a, little... a term they use in football. Right. I knew exactly what year they had helmets, the softball question for sure. <laughs> what was Miami quarterback Bob Greasy? Is that his name? That is his name, yeah. Uh, the first NFL football player to wear in a game in 1977. Do you want me to read that again? No, I think I got this. I mean, I understood it. I don't know the answer. Um, he wore the first thing of something. Oh, boy. I mean, 77. Wow. 70, Bob Greasy. Bob Greasy. Yeah, Bob Greasy. That's for sure. Um, I mean, he's got you know he's got a he's got a good set of pearly white chompers. Uh, I'm I'm gonna guess mouthpiece. Does that does that sound right? If he just wore the mouthpiece, he wouldn't be able to see very well because he needed glasses. Oh my goodness! On his eyeballs. That makes sense. On his eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. that's where he wore them, huh. and that's why he was uh, a Miami quarterback. Which is right. a position that you can only attain if you can see. The, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. <laughs> see, you're not the only one who knows footballs. I, I clearly don't know much. I know about the Navajo, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, which was a kind of a question that wasn't even really about the American football. <laughs> yeah, nailed it, you know. <laughs> All right, this one, you're going to get this one. You're going to okay. get this one. Good, good, good. What record-setting quarterback was the NFL's 82nd draft pick in 1979? Hmm. Can you repeat that? What record-setting quarterback was the NFL's 82nd draft pick in 1979? I think that was a little before Dan Marino, who holds many, many records. Um, it was definitely before really most quarterbacks that peaked in the 90s. So I'm got, I got to go for an 80s quarterback. I think John Elway was in the 83. Jim Kelly, I think, was 83. The only other one I could think of would be the one, the only, the Joe Montana. I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with Joe, Joe Montana. Damn! You're so good at this. Yeah, it's Joe Montana. Hi, hi. <laughs> that was awesome. Way to, way to show your stuff. You know a thing or two about American football, I got to admit. Again, I guess. But a good one, evidently. It was a good guess. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what trivia is all about. It's good all guesses. About, yeah, you got to you got to be able to guess. And as a quick side note, uh, there's this amazing podcast done by ESPN called uh, Fifty or Thirty for Thirty. Oh yes, and uh, the newest episode is about uh, Madden and the video game franchise Madden. Oh, so and it's oh, narrated yeah, by Will Wheaton. 
Yeah, Catherine uh, uh, mentioned that in Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So definitely check that out. And it's really interesting. Men is a very interesting human. And uh, just to find out about how these Madden games uh, came about and uh, and why they were as successful as they were. I mean, the franchise is still going to this day. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I have a little bit to add about that in the next Polyco podcast because I recently played through the uh, Madden 18 campaign. I don't know why so. you'd ever do that, but... All and right. you know what? In retrospect, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> All right. Are you uh, are you ready for your uh, test of oh, knowledge? Wait, you're doing a trivia for me? Yeah, it just goes both ways. I mean, no. I, mean I know Bill and Joe don't do it both ways, but we go both ways. No, I I uh, I was hoping I'd just get to ask you questions. No, <laughs> but... no, no. I don't know anything about American football. This is not about American football. Oh, no, thank no, no. God. No, no, no. I, I've. It's not about American football, although I am stalling right now because I forgot to find the right answers to the trivia questions that I did write down for you. But <laughs> you created them from scratch. Uh, no. I just I looked them up and then forgot to note which one because I had there were multiple choice and I didn't mark which one was actually. Right. I'm stupid. Okay, give me a fucking break. All right, so here we go. You ready? It's yeah, uh, yeah you, I'm good. You, I'm good. You, you have a YouTube channel dedicated to Magic the Gathering, right, Milo the Gathering? I do. I'm going to crush every single one of these questions. I hope so. Now, I didn't know what level of expert. I didn't know if you were just like really interested in it, and you know, I didn't I've, know if you knew a lot about the lore and whatever else. So I didn't really know where to focus. I've been playing this. for 20 years. Okay, so you might know a couple of things. <laughs> I think I might know a few. All right. Well, let's see uh, what we can do here. So um, the first one here. The developers of Magic the Gathering took us to which plane designed around the principal concept of horror stories with a world filled with... Innistrad. Okay. All right. This is going to be fun. Okay. (laughs) Knock that one out of the park. Okay. Um, On which of the following planes would you be able to find both elves and goblins? Lorwyn, Dominionaria, nailed it, Zendikar, or all of them? I I was... I would guess all of them. Yeah, yeah, you would. You would do that, and it would be right. <laughs> uh, when are you allowed to play a sorcery? During your turn at a main phase. With what caveat? With what caveat? You can play a sorcery. Um, sorcery is, is, like a, is, is the slowest of the spells. What, what, sorry, okay, say the question again. Just when are you allowed to play a sorcery? On your I, turn. I, okay, well, I have some multiple choice, but I'm sure okay. you're going to get it. Okay, one is that at any time, of course. Uh, only in conjunction with summoning a creature. At any time on your turn when there is no other spell being played. That one. Or at any time during your main phase when there is no other spell being played. Oh, yeah, that one. That uh-huh. one. Uh, okay, all right. All right. It's one of your two main phases. Well, I'll try to be a little tricky there, a little tricky. Uh, some older Magic cards had abilities that involved removing cards from the game. Newer cards have the same ability under which new term? Exile? Yep. Man, you're, I don't even know if this is fun for you, but we're doing it. We got <laughs> one more. This is great. I love it. We have one more, and it's, it's a long question with words I can't pronounce, so please forgive me. For much of Magic's early existence, the game was set on one specific plane. The Dominaria. Plane is, okay. That was it, everybody. Nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> just yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's tough for people who don't play Magic to make up questions for people who really. Do that. It really is. <laughs> I, I went to a website that's called FunTrivia.com and dug up uh, the Magic: The Gathering one, and even went to the tough section and and found a few. And you still murdered them. So good job. Thanks, Travis. I actually thought you were going to ask me questions about serial killers. Because I wish I would th- have now. Th- that's something that both of us have been listening to recently is podcasts about uh, the macabre. You know, we can jump right into that because, boy, have I been doing that shit for sure. <laughs> what have you been listening to recently? Well, one, you turned me on to the last podcast on the left, of course, uh, a trio of grassroots comedians and, and semi-C-list actors who are really good at making me giggle about the most macabre and grisly details involved with serial killers and murderers. I love that podcast so much. Yeah, absolutely. It's on the Cave Comedy Radio uh, website, or are they called the Last Podcast website now? Because it's of the success of the last podcast on right. the left. I still think uh, they, they claim to be part of Cave Comedy Radio, but yeah, last podcast is the banner. It's uh, Marcus Parks, Ben Kissel, and Henry, uh, what, what's his nickname? Two Real Zabrowski. Yes, <laughs> the unpredictable Henry Zabrowski. He is like one of my favorite people in the world now, I think. <laughs> yeah, his, his, his improbability is out of this world. It is crazy. He he does impressions of a lot of the serial killers or conspiracy theorists that they yes. talk about on the show, and he does such a wonderful job about them. He they also really go after police a lot of the time because so many so many things could have been prevented very right. easily. Uh, so he does this character called Detective Popcorn, who doesn't really solve any crimes. Oh, I'm Detective Popcorn, mm-hmm, buttery good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. You like I love my that fresh curdles? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so good. Yes. Yeah, so uh, if anybody has the stomach for grisly details, I would say go after that one. Uh, what are podcast. some of your favorite episodes? Like if people want to check out that podcast, where should they start? Well, I think your baseline for comedy has to be you have to be pretty open. Like if you're easily offended, I wouldn't I'd say don't go near the podcast at all. But if you can if you can sort of laugh at things and, and can, you know be lighthearted and have a perspective from that angle, you can. I really like the Carl Panzram episode, but it's very vulgar. Uh I also like the I like the uh the recent one Willie Pickton that was, uh, that was a good. Oh one. man, Canada's uh claim to fame. Uh yeah. <laughs> Willie Pickton. Yeah, uh, his Willie Pickton impersonation slays me. It is so good. He's big, big smart. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Stitch. Oh, it's so good. These are uh, all inside jokes in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I know. I know. If, I'm trying to try to get away from it. But yeah, you should, you should check it check it out. I mean, really, I would say most of the ones that involve killers are my favorite. When the, the conspiracy theory ones aren't as funny to me because the, I don't know. I those just don't land with me. I'd rather hit them talk about grisly murder personally yeah i like the cults as well when mm. they talked about uh um shimrikyo yeah uh that because i didn't know anything about that story and it's about this uh science fiction cult in japan during the 80s right yeah uh and it, it's just such an insane story if you don't know anything about it definitely listen to these three guys talk about it because they do it in a very um gripping way that uh, will also make you laugh, and uh, they try to they try to keep it light because they deal with such heavy heavy material. For sure, um, another podcast that I enjoy is called True Crime Garage, and honestly, both of the hosts are a little douchey, but 
they uh, they cover the material really well. They're very they're very logical and they're very uh, meticulous about the details. So you glean a lot from the podcast. You just kind of have to deal with their really bad attempts at jokes and sort of their attitude toward a lot of things. But I, I specifically recently, I have this great fascination with missing people all of a sudden. And I've gone down the rabbit hole on a lot of like really famous missing person cases. And it's crazy. Like, where the fuck do these people go? Like, are these the, unsolved mysteries? For for the most part, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the one in particular, um, which is sort of an internet sensation, so if you start to get into the missing people uh, circles, like on Reddit and that kind of thing, one of the most popular ones is Maura Murray. It's a girl that went missing from UMass uh, in 2004, and the the circumstances surrounding her disappearance are baffling. And you can just go down this rabbit hole, and I listened to, to that episode, or the, the True Crime Garage guys talk about it, and then a whole podcast that was like 70 episodes dedicated to this case. I listened to all of that, and then there was an Oxygen series, watched all that. This is all like in the last two weeks. Like, like I'm just... So this is your life now. Yeah. This is, I, you're, you're actually a pretty qualified investigator in this situation. You know, I got, you know, I got my, my, my corn pipe, and my, my derby hat and my, and my monocle, and I'm just sitting around with my armchair, and I'm thinking, I think I might know where she is. But it's, it's really interesting. You should, if you have any interest in that kind of thing, like mysteries in general, that's a good one to go, to go down. There's a lot of information, but no answer, and that's the frustrating thing. Yeah, you know, I like, I like a story with a beginning, middle, and end. That's kind of my jam. Um, I don't like when things are unfinished, so that would kind of frustrate me to no end. I, I'd much rather have <laughs> everything laid out for me. Well, that, but, uh, that could be true, but when you get toward, like, the end is that it's still ongoing and, like, new details are still emerging. So then you're eventually, you're, like, involved in this unfolding drama around the case. So it's, like, it's not that it doesn't, doesn't end. It just hasn't ended yet. And I think that's the, the fun part. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I feel like you dedicated so much time to this that I'm mm-hmm. starting to think maybe you had something to do with it. You know, it's possible. Uh, in 2004, I was, uh, you know, in college. Uh, my my whereabouts were not accounted for at all the time. Who knows? Maybe I did. You had that one night where you were drinking and just roaming the streets of downtown New York, yes. walking into stores buying porno. If you haven't heard that episode of uh, Polykill, you should check it out. <laughs> that is true. Actually, when you started talking, I was like, this actually sounds like something I did. And then I realized it was. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, New York, uh, roaming the streets. So I like to roam the streets of cities at night, and, uh, you know, you never know what could happen. Yeah. Um, uh, also, if you haven't checked out Polykill, just check out Polykill. It's, like, literally my favorite podcast. I went, okay, so I took besides a week SDC off work. Besides Pod. I mean, you got to Obviously, you gotta, you gotta besides SDC yeah. and CC Weekly and all the other great podcasts like Cartridge right, right, Club. Right. Uh, but uh, Polykill is one of my favorites, and I... Didn't go to work for a week. And when I came back to work, which is where I listened to all my podcasts, I had a huge backlog of podcasts. And I chose to listen to Polykill over last podcast on the left. Oh, first. my goodness. So wow. I'm just saying, like, it transcends just the video game podcasts and just the people we know podcasts. Now, it's if like, Polykill could just win a Webby, you know, yeah. that's, hey, you know, then, then that's where we'd be. I vote for you for the Webbies every year. I don't know. <laughs> I send it through Pure later, and I don't know if maybe it doesn't get to them. Or I don't think it does. No, I don't think it does. Um, another thing that I did, and I know this is all about me now, and I'm sorry, but no, but, go uh, for it. Uh, are you familiar with the? Uh, you know, we like the serial killers. Obviously, you're familiar with the Ted Bundy. Ted, you know, the serial killer Ted Bundy. Obviously, yes, right? yes, I, I've heard of him. 
Yeah, you, you know, yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Anne Rule, the um, the crime writer Anne Rule? Oh, who used to work with Ted Bundy? Yes, and she wrote the book Stranger yeah. Beside Me. Well, I listened to that on audiobook, and I realized I have I have something psychologically. This isn't this isn't going to get that dark, but I, I have like a trigger that will make me very squeamish, and I can't write put my finger on it just yet. But when I was listening to the Stranger Beside Me. Something weird happened to me when she was talking about some grisly details. And so this is interesting because I can't quite figure out what it is. And this has happened to me three times in the last maybe three years. One time was during like a uh, first aid training for work. And they were showing some slides and they had some, uh, you know, broken arms and stuff. And they're like, how to respond to this. And it wasn't the, the visual things that messed with me. It was the way they described some of the injuries and I started to perspire, did not feel well, got lightheaded, had to go to the bathroom, splash water on my face, clutch my knees in the bathroom floor, rock back and forth, <laughs> make up a religion and and deal with it that way. And then eventually I was fine. And then a little while later, uh, my wife's, uh, her dad was in the hospital. He had cancer at the time and the doctors were talking and he started talking about some of the changes that were going to happen. And for some reason, some of the words he said, I don't know what it was. It just triggered me and I started to again perspire like cold sweat didn't feel well lightheaded went to the bathroom splashed water on my face sat on the floor clutched my knees made up a new religion and then listening to stranger beside me I was playing some video games like uh, sometimes I'll play like an old school game that doesn't really require me to listen and that way mm -hmm. I can listen to a podcast or a book and she starts talking about the the Chi Omega murders from Ted Bundy yeah and she got to some grisly details and I, I started to feel it I was like, oh, God, it's just, I don't feel well all of a sudden. And so I got up and started to walk. And the next thing I knew, I, w I woke up on my b basement floor. You fainted? My, I fainted. My glasses were, like, dug into my face. Like, I smashed my face off the floor. Are and, you like, okay? I'm fine now. This was a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, like, I was like, what the fuck? And then I, I felt fine after that. I just got lightheaded and just, boom, just, just hit the deck. And it... Wow, that is insane. I can't put know, my finger is on there, what the trigger is. Is there a word? Like, maybe? I don't know. I mean, like, was I hypnotized years ago? And they're like, if you hear the word, you know, I don't know, cranial damage, you'll fucking pass out and bounce off the floor. I don't know. I think I that know. maybe this just makes you human. I don't think we're, we're, we're programmed to just feel no empathy when we hear about horrible things. It's true. And I did feel good about that. I was like, oh, I have a soul. Because sometimes you listen to enough of these murderies podcasts, you're like, am I a murderer? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Like, how come they don't affect me anymore? I'm completely yeah. <laughs> desensitized to this. Right, Actually, right. it's so interesting that you brought this up because I saw something like pretty brutal on um, F Facebook has a last podcast on the left group that I'm a part of. And uh, somebody posted a picture. This is so gross. I, I thought this was disgusting. But it was a picture of uh, an exact replica of Ted Bundy's um, bite mark that he left oh. on the victim. And they yeah. got it tattooed on them. That's Don't do that. That is Ew. horrendous. But when I yeah. saw that, I felt like sick. Yeah. It's just that you bring, bring that up. And I was yeah. like, yes, there's... Especially with the Chi Omega, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that uh, that <laughs> insane. Um, yeah, that whole murder. ordeal. Yeah, for sure. And I guess on the same. I mean, I don't. I can't explain. It's just we're just in that story there. I don't know why I occasionally will pass out <laughs> at, at the mention of certain details. But also been watching Mindhunter and the Confession tapes on Netflix. Those are really good true crime. Um, 
it's one of them's drama and the other one's more of a documentary, but both are good. Highly recommend both of those. Oh, things. I love Mindhunter, man. I, I just ran right through that. Yeah. A few episodes are directed by David Fincher. Really? So, yeah, the first episode, the last episode, and I think the second episode were all directed by David Fincher. Neat. And he's the executive producer. You can tell it kind of at times looks a little like Zodiac. Yes, that is true. Yeah, even the color tone. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. great. It's like, it's fantastic. You should definitely check it out on Netflix. It's only 10 episodes, I think. Yeah, or nine, actually. I think. Oh, I nine, felt, yeah. I felt ripped off. I wanted a tenth, but <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there'll be more. That guy who plays Ed Kemper, man. Ooh. I know. Man, they he nailed that, job. right? Yeah, he, he really did. Um, on a lighter note. Please, bring us up. <laughs> I have been playing Quantum Break on the Xbox One X, and it's my final game for my CCABCs. Congratulations, my friend. Yeah, now you, I, you didn't have an Xbox for a while, and you, so you're just now getting to this. Exactly. Yeah, I uh, I haven't hooked my Xbox up until I guess last week uh, when we got the new TV because pure later uh, we went over this. This is all <laughs> this is all stuff we went over. Bit of a um, rehash. But, but I I got it and I was really looking forward to it because I do like the full motion video games like uh, Mad Dog McCree. This mm-hmm. one of them, and Night Trap, and all that stuff. You know, I'm I'm down. I'm into it. So the fact that there's a super mainstream game where it's like half TV show, half video game, it just sounded like it was something that was right up my alley. And I was jealous that this was an Xbox uh, Xbox exclusive, uh, because generally Xbox doesn't get exclusives. Like they get Cuphead and Quantum Break, and I was like, man, I want to play both of those games. Now I got to buy it. Eight hundred dollar Xbox. Um, I thought they did a really good job integrating that FMV too. Like I was, I think we talked about this on Polykill. How it's it's we're to a point now where we can almost sm- like seamlessly and smoothly sort of shift from one to the other, and it's not jarring. And I think they did really well with that. Yeah, there are actually some like transitions that would show a location, and I couldn't tell if that was live action, <laughs> or, yeah, or if that was uh, computer graphics at. Uh, like uh, until it cut to a person, which was kind of interesting. Uh, I it it has some pretty decent actors in it. This is what I didn't know about the game. Okay, so on the cover it's Sean Ashmore, and he's like your protagonist, right? Mm-hmm. Is that his name, uh, Sean Ashmore? Yeah, so, yeah, sounds right. And then Charlie from Lost is in the game, and Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. We are everybody or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Lost, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's what I thought the game was about. It was about these three actors or these three characters. But when you play the game, you quickly realize that they could only afford the actors for a certain amount of time. And what they did was they hired three other actors uh, who are not as popular. And a lot of the TV show revolves around these three other actors where none of these high-paying, high-profile actors are in the scenes. Yeah, I did think that was a little weird, um, but again, they wrote it really well. And even a lot of the action scenes, which they're not like big, they don't have like wide angle scenes, like they didn't shut down a whole city for this. It's usually like it takes place in an alley. You know, you could kind of tell they <laughs> they didn't really have all the resources to do, do as much as they would. They'd make it like an episode of 24. There's not like Jack yeah. Bauer rap, you know, grapple hooking down and kicking someone's ass. But I, like the fight scenes and all that stuff was like really well orchestrated. Like I was I was into that. Yeah, I mean, the game does things pretty well. I, I, You know, the thing that I would say about the game it, that it does the best is that it had a brand new concept that it tried to do. 
to execute. Like, I think the strongest point in the game is the concept. And I think that the TV show for me was a tiny bit of a letdown. It felt like very procedural NCIS or something like that. And they're dealing with time travel and it was, it should have been a lot more exciting than it was. Maybe I made different choices than you, Travis. I don't mean to burst your bubble. I hope you're no, okay. I, honestly, you're not mad at me, are you? No, it no, sounds no. like I, you're mad at me. No, no I, f- I felt similar actually because my, my bubble was a decent size at the beginning of the game. But after a while, you sort of see through all of the, you know, all the the frills and you you realize that it's just an action platformer first person shooter like it, it it starts out and you're like I don't know where the game ends and where the game begins but then after a while you're like oh this is just what it is it's not much. Yeah. And and so I, I won't say I was disappointed uh, per se but it definitely didn't wow me. I mean it's a solid 6 out of 10 game for me I think. Yeah. yeah but I, I really that enjoyed fair. the the uniqueness. Totally. And I actually did like some of the gameplay elements. I liked the uh, the the abilities you get when you start messing around with time, mm. I thought some of those were pretty interesting. Like uh, they're not usually in the games that I play, so I've never played the Prince of Persia and like any game really that messes with time. Right. Uh, I did. I do think a, a problem with that game is that it doesn't really give you a chance to exercise a lot of those abilities. Like if there were times I wasn't even sure what my abilities were able to do. There's no like tutorial or no like easy sort of you know a lot of a lot of games will give you a new ability and then kind of give you uh, an, an attempt to use them that's sort of low consequence and didn't really get that in this I didn't really know what all of my abilities could do really at the end of the game I'd sort of focused on a few and, and stuck with them same I think that they just kind of give you all the abilities right away yeah and they're like go nuts and you're like uh what is it what is it what does it do again I don't know. yeah yeah uh so that was that was kind of an interesting uh game and I'm glad I played it, and I'm glad I finished my CCABCs. I would probably pick up a part two if they ever made it, which I don't think they will. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I've been working on, I don't know if you've ever done this, if you've ever done this challenge for yourself, but I've been trying to put together my list of my top 100 favorite movies. Really? Yeah, I've been working on it. And, you know, I've been doing this, you know, since uh, high school, uh, every couple of years, I'll I'll try to like break down my list and and remake it, uh, and it's been it's been a few years, and some of the movies that are on the list, I think I need to rewatch uh, to see if they're just as good as they were when I saw them originally. Got to recalibrate. Exactly. Yeah. Like for instance, Kill Bill was originally on my list. I rewatched that. No, thank you. Not for me. Really? Hmm. I it, it it was not as good as I remembered it being. But one movie that did hold up was Children of Men. I don't know if you've seen this one. I don't know that I've seen it all the way through, but I have seen the uh, the notable long-duration single-cut scenes that the movie has in it. Uh, just on, like, the... You know, there's, like, a five-minute scene of him running through a war zone that's uncut. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and that scene really, it does hold up, as well as the scene where they're driving and uh, just chaos happens around them. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine the choreography that went into putting that together. I mean, my God, yeah. Scenes. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. It's it's unbelievable. I actually saw a film at uh, TIFF a couple of years ago called Victoria, and it's a German film, and it's all one shot. Wow. Uh, and it's it, the way it ends. It, it's like in the beginning, like the first half of the film, 
is is a lot of like talking and just you could tell that some of the scenes that they could they have a little bit of freedom with the dialogue and stuff but the last half of that film is like a police chase and a heist and like everything needs to go right like every single thing needs to go right and at the end uh, there was a Q&A and somebody asked like how many attempts did that take you and the director was like we got it on the second attempt wow <laughs> and and people were like going nuts because they had rehearsal for a lot of the bits but when they actually tried to film it second attempt they nailed it and, and that, well, that, yeah. that's kind of amazing that, that stuff always blows my mind when i see uh filmmaking that's that where they for for no reason challenge themselves <laughs> to do something like that is uh is kind of impressive that's crazy because i think about like the stupid shit i do like like the other day i made a bowl of cereal and put the cereal in the fridge and put the milk on top of the fridge and then went to work and i was like I came home, my wife was like, did you put the milk on top of the fridge? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's a two-taker, you know? That's that's a mistake. And so these people are choreographing these these high, you know, extremely time-oriented ordeals. And who knows how much... I guess they practiced each section and then tried to string it all together. But think about the stupid shit I do. I'd never be able to pull anything like that off. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I could... Like, we're on our 10th take of this episode of STC Pod. I know. So, have we done the previously thing on again yet, or do we need to do that? I forget I don't know. if we've done that this time. Did we we'll even just, introduce the show? I don't know. We can cut it in, I guess. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, okay. So, hi, you're listening to STC Pod. This is episode 165. We're a freeform podcast. If you want to hit us up and help us out, you can go to our Amazon link above. Uh, what yeah. else do they say? Um, um the opinions of this podcast are something they're in, and don't get mad if we say something that you don't don't like or something. Yeah, they say yeah, that. I, like that, that might be that might be cut in. I don't know. Hold on, I just want to be sure. Siri, Siri, what is STC Pod intro? STC, Siri, STC Pod intro is I don't know. I couldn't no. think of anything. Yeah. I don't even have an iPhone. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. I'm just you're just yelling Samsung. Siri. Yeah. yeah, that's all you're doing. So, oh, yeah. it's a Samsung. It's uh. Samsung, what a guan. SCC pod. No, doesn't work. Okay. All right. I might cut that out. That wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. On a lighter note, we have an obituary to cover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yes. Mm, sad. Yes. All right. So there's a couple things I wanted to say. There's a couple more news things, but we're kind of oh. approaching the end. Uh, okay. First, I'll do the news thing, then the obituary. Okay. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. Um, a lot of men in uh, the entertainment industry uh, are horrible people, and we're just finding out about this in 2017. Yeah. Uh, one of which is Mario Batali. Uh, did you hear about this? Uh, I saw some headlines. Did you see the tweet? No, I didn't see a tweet. All right, so Mario Batali has been... Um, some women have been coming forward and saying Mario Batelli has uh, harassed them, sexually harassed them. Um, and then this was his response. <clears throat> As many of you know, this week there has been some news coverage about some of my past behavior. I have made many mistakes. I am so very sorry that I have disappointed my friends, my family, my fans, and my team. My behavior was wrong and there are no excuses. I take full responsibility. 
Sharing the joys of Italian food tradition and hospitality with all of you each week is an honor and privilege. Without the support of all of you, my fans, I would never have a forum in which to expound on this. I will work every day to regain respect and trust. Mario Batali. P.S. In case you're searching for a holiday-inspired breakfast, these pizza dough cinnamon rolls are a fan favorite. Holy shit. <laughs> all in the same... This is all in the same announcement. This isn't he, a separate tweet. He includes the recipe. Yeah. And there's a link to the recipe. Wow. In case you're searching for a holiday-inspired breakfast, Mario Batali, everybody. That's that's unbelievable. I just, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, I thought it was probably the most insane uh, apology I've ever read in my life. Yeah, or <laughs> or non-apology, really. Good lord. He's just like, do you know how much traffic this post is going to get? I better yeah. include my cinnamon bun pizza dough recipe. I'm I'm triggered. I might go faint. This is crazy. <laughs> it was awful. But uh, I thought that that was interesting and something that STC might bring up, so I brought it up. And then also I wanted to say that uh, uh, recently uh, Jackie Chan passed by a restaurant. Um, <laughs> so that that's sad. That's he he he's passed he's passed on. He was the ripe age of uh, sixty three when he passed the restaurant, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. How old is he? Sixty three. Sixty three. Or was he? I guess you know I when guess, he passed yeah. the restaurant, he was sixty three in some days and. Uh, that's that's uh it is sad. And now he could have gone in. He didn't have to pass it. You know, could have gone right in. They he could have passed by in an ambulance. You know. <laughs> yeah. He could have. That, yeah. That's that's not clear. We're still waiting on details. That's that is true. Like we're we're taking it lightly, but it, we don't know how he passed the restaurant, you know. Yeah. And also, uh, we're recording this two weeks in advance, so we are talking about what happens if Jackie Chan does pass away in the next two weeks. We'll look like monsters. We'll look like monsters, but I'm pretty sure we'll also find our way onto the view and be famous. Yeah, we'll be... You said you referred to us as Sears? Is that yeah. the official name? Uh, you know, Prophets... Um folks who can can see through the future all the grim details tarot card type folk uh we would have that ability so <laughs> i love the term tarot card type folk yeah i wish <laughs> yeah i didn't want to say jamaican woman we would you know <laughs> yeah that was uh very thinly dis uh disguised racism <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tarot tarot card type folk i yeah, you know that was on a sign uh <laughs> for uh uh palm reader or something and said tarot card type folk i'd go in yeah i'd have to go in i'd be like uh you're trying so little like <laughs> you're not trying at all i i want to see what you can do yeah they're like i don't know maybe they're just trying to hide their their origin they're like listen you know i don't know if i'm haitian or jamaican or whatever because it's it's very popular in the caribbean um maybe they're just like i don't know i'm just a tarot card type folk you know that's just i'm generic uh tarot card reader so come by see me <laughs> or you walk in and they're just someone who looks like a tarot card yeah there you go yeah <laughs> they're just like the fool or 
death. I don't know. What, what are the other tarot cards? Those are the only two I know. They're just uh, they're the ones that I keep pulling. Just the fool and death constantly. Right. Yeah. I think that's all there is. Uh, <laughs> you know, the you could cosplay as Miss Cleo. Do you remember Miss Cleo? Is that a thing that, that did she air in, on Canadian TV? Oh, it's topical. Yeah, she yeah. actually just started airing on Canadian TV. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, she's she's a big deal here now. Are you being serious? Because I thought she got like ousted in the mid '90s for fraud. Do you think I'm serious? I don't know. That's that's yeah. this is you the power what? you yeah. possess over me. <laughs> yeah, Canadian TV. Miss Cleo's a big deal. I mean, she was on our uh, national CBC channel that shows Jerry Spl- Springer exclusively. So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm here after a good Google, and uh, <laughs> she. Uh, this is our obituary. She died last uh, July. <laughs> oh, really? She did. Yeah, she oh. she yeah she passed away, and uh, you're a uh, monster. I don't know if she saw it coming, but uh, that's that's how it, how it went down. That's how it went. That's how it went down. That's how it went down. So uh, I don't know how we went down that rabbit hole, but uh, it was fun. It was a good rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm out of stuff, and yeah. I think we have about five more minutes to fill. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know if we should do it that way. Uh, also, regarding the just beat it hashtag, when I was taking a picture of Quantum Break, I was in my underwear, and I'm not used to this new TV, so I wasn't sure if there was a reflection. And then I was like, is it just going to be a picture of me in my underwear with the hashtag just beat it? <laughs> <laughs> but yes. uh, luckily, it it feels like I, I think there's no reflection on the TV. <laughs> I, you so know, I I don't think anybody would have noticed, but now everyone's going to be looking like <laughs> with a with a magnifying glass, trying to Just trying to see it. the yeah, trying to see that reflection. <laughs> Did you guys see that picture on Twitter? The fat guy in his underwear that <laughs> just beat it. <laughs> I just like the fact that you uh, you actually play games in your underwear. I think that's awesome. A lot of people say that they're like, "Yeah, I was just sitting in my underwear playing games," but they weren't. It's just a way to you know, yeah, you know, say that you're lazy and that you don't, you know, you're not wearing any clothes and you're gross. But no, you're actually out there. You're on the front lines, wearing your tidy whities putting in the time on Quantum Break. Hats off to you, man. The thing is, you do you know when you play a game and you feel like you're so close to finishing it, and then you wake up early one morning. And you just go straight from bed to the video game, just being like, you know what? I'm just going to finish this game right now. Right. And that's the kind of situation that's what I, okay. I was in. I got yeah. you. That makes sense. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. Well, I imagine the... Bill and Joe are always beating it in their underwear, you know? I think that Bill and Joe are at work in their underwear, just beating it. <laughs> Again, what do they do, though, you know? It sounds like just Joe just sleeps all day by the he sounds does, of it. He sounds like he's either going right toward or right from a bed. You're right. He does sound that way. And then whenever Bill tries to bring it up, he's like, nobody gives a shit, dude. <laughs> and Bill's like, but I give a shit. <laughs> You're not working. Yeah. I worry about Joe's health a lot of the time. I feel like he needs a little more sleep. I think as as this episode airs, Joe will be it at his uh, sleep clinic appointment. Good. So hopefully he is uh, not listening to this and instead sleeping like he should be. Or he could listen to this until it puts him to sleep. We got dry there for a minute. Yeah, things yeah. got dry, especially during that whole uh, uh, serial killer part. I think that maybe people don't care about that stuff as much as we do. I, I feel like that's a topic that even if you don't care about it, it's still like, it's serial killers. Like, how can you be bored with it, you know? It's just me. Is there anyone at your work that uh, listens to true crime as well? No, no. I'm a lone because, wolf, baby. 
because you know i don't say a lot to a lot of the people that i work with i'm a pretty quiet person at work which might be surprising considering you know the way that people on here know me well you're also in healthcare, so maybe running around talking about murders and stuff is not not okay i don't know but this is what i was gonna say there's one person that sits by me who's also into true crime so basically a lot of the people that i work with have only ever heard me talk about (laughs) serial killers and uh and then magic cards which is something that nobody can understand so it, it sounds like I'm just talking about magic, like actual magic and serial killers constantly. <laughs> so that's that's what my yeah, life at I, work that, is, basically. Um, that's a fun Venn diagram, though. Serial killers and magic. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's chaos that's, magic. That's fun. That is fun. All right. So I think that that's it for this holiday special of STC Pod. Uh, I just want to say happy holidays to everybody. Happy uh, Kwanzaa and happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas and anything else that anybody celebrates. Uh, winter solstice. Hope it's very profitable winter solstice. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, and big thanks to Bill and Joe for letting us do that. If you want to check out their stuff, uh, it's here where you're listening to this, stcpod.com. And they're also on the Cartridge Club. Uh, there's a forum there where you can talk about this episode if you want to air your grievances that you didn't get Bill and Joe today. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> you can we, do that we're, there. we're thanking them for allowing us to be on, but we don't know if they're going to. They might listen to this and say, you know what, boys? Nah. We're good. You think so? We're good. We're good with nothing this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And thank you, Travis. Oh. Thank Thanks you. for thinking of me and, and roping me into this. I really enjoyed it. I never thought you know I'd ever have a chance to to emulate the great Bill and Joe and the banter, the greatest banter on in podcast history. I never thought I'd get a chance to to try myself at it. And so it's been fun, dude. Anytime, anytime Bill and Joe go down to the Swamp Knuckling, uh, holler at me. I'm here for you. <laughs> Should be a good time. Uh, and also, you can check us out on Transformers and Beer next week. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Post it and post it.